Thank you for joining us here on the news. Tonight's top story, a Canadian citizen is about to release a comedy album. According to sources, the man's name is Michael Balazzo, and the album in question is rumored to contain jokes, silly stories, and a large amount of foolishness. For more on this story, we go to the Pentagon, where senior military officials are preparing to destroy Canada. Hi, everybody. This is the comedian and podcaster Michael Balazzo, and although that news broadcast was fictitious... The information contained within it is true, because on June 22nd, I'm releasing my debut stand-up comedy album called Michael Balazzo Complete Discography. This is an album that I recorded way back in December of 2019, when the world had yet taken a big turn for the worse. So be sure to look up my album Complete Discography on all the usual platforms. I'm talking iTunes, I'm talking Spotify. I'm talking uh, Amazon also in some sort of Russian service, I imagine. Complete Discography, my debut stand-up comedy album. Thank you. And this story is just breaking. It seems that scientists in Russia have discovered an entirely new and even more excruciating way to die. For more on this story, we go to Moscow. Everybody and welcome to another edition of the Landlord and Tenant Pod Mess, the only podcast that has the balls to ask the question, can a landlord and tenant be buddies? Hi, everybody. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Landlord James. And that would make me your other co-host by process of elimination, dear Watson. And my name is, of course, Tenant Michael. Was that a Sherlock Holmes sort of cosplay there, Michael? It was, it was, it was. I've been getting involved in uh, in the wonderful world of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's uh, character, Sherlock, recently. I've been reading the stories, I've been watching the, um, the British TV series, and I've been trying to dress up, um, but I'm very limited in my costumes. Sure, like, I mean, I understand just getting into the stories and stuff but yeah. but why why dress up why the need to dress up no I mean, I mean nobody likes it nobody likes seeing it some people, nobody likes seeing you do it some people do like it actually uh sherlock heads we like to dress up we like to you know uh share theories online we like to date occasionally i mean we can't these days because of uh mr covid you know imagine if sherlock holmes was on the case of mr covid huh Hey, did you ever see the Sherlock Holmes statue in London on Baker Street? No, I didn't. Oh. (laughs) I mean, would that have been a super interesting uh, conversation starter if I had? I don't know. Maybe you had some sort of anecdote of like, oh, yeah, I partied there once. I, uh, you know. Oh. I, oh yeah, I guess that's bad improv to I say. I made out with someone, no. uh, you know, while leaning <laughs> up against the Sherlock Holmes statue. You know. Well, I thought you had something to say. I thought you were going to go because. No. You know. No. Well. Well, that's but that's sort of what this podcast is all about. Yeah. You know, giving offers, getting turned down. Yeah. 
Um, well, that's very interesting about your Sherlock head lifestyle, Mike. I didn't know too much about that, although I have seen you with a, a plastic pipe walking around the house lately. Yes. Uh, which I, I wondered what that was about. Yeah, it's my Sherlock thing. Um, yeah. So, um, hi everybody. We're uh, we're here, and uh, big news where we are in Toronto because uh, they've just loosened restrictions on uh, on social distancing. Absolutely. We're in phase two now. Mm-hmm. Yes. So huge news. If you've been listening, uh, you know that since what early March, Michael. Early March. Mike. Yeah. Mike had been in the bathroom. I was in the rest of the apartment. But once our premier, Doug Ford, said, hey, you know, you can go out of the bathroom now. Uh, Mike, Mike, you for the first time in months. Yeah, you've 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 made the journey out. It's an amazing journey I've made from the from the toilet. I was stuck there. I was frozen to the toilet for a period because the air conditioning Mm. in the building all seemed to be concentrated on the bathroom, so there, there was ice, and there was sleet and snow, and I was frozen to it, but I've um, extricated myself from the bathroom, and now I'm, um, I have ventured out to the other areas of the apartment, and, and let me say, it feels great to be out of that small room. And it's, it's been crazy to see Michael in the flesh, mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, first of all, you look like you've, yeah, you look like you've traversed the Himalayas or something. You look like you were in <laughs> seven years in Tibet. Oh, right. right? Your, your, your skin is all windswept, I guess, yeah. from the, from the air conditioning mm-hmm. and um, your eyes are very sunken in. Yeah. Uh, which, although might be a separate medical condition, I don't know. And the funniest thing about seeing Mike, since he's been sitting on the toilet for however long it's been, <laughs> your, you, your legs are like Big Bird's legs right now. Well, thank you. I take Mike's that as like a compliment. A, a, a potato with two toothpicks at the bottom, and those are his legs. Because you haven't been using your legs. I haven't, and this has been something that um, dedicated listeners of this show um, will you know, be wondering about. Like, what's the state of my legs? Because we've talked about this before. They've been atrophying. Um, I'm, I... Tr- Previously, I tried to uh, stand up off the toilet, and I couldn't hold myself up. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. with these with these <clears throat> just uh, deteriorated uh, leg muscles. But uh, you know, I they're slowly building back strength, and uh, I hope to be able to walk for you know a full sixty seconds without falling down by August or at least I mean September at the latest. Yeah. Very, very fun. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, I have to admit I enjoyed having a run of the place myself, but I'm yeah. I'm happy for you that your world has expanded a little bit. Thank you. So you, you, you just talked about my physical appearance, and you, sir, you also look different than, uh, than how I remember you looking in March. You have... Mm. Um, do you notice my hair? What do you think of my hair? My hair's grown long. Yeah. Well, it's long at one... So it's long on the, the left side of your head. Right, you have like a big, yeah. um, like it falls down like in a swoop. But yes. you've shaved, you've shaved the entire right side of your head, so it's an interesting look. It's very like I guess what cyberpunk I guess is. Yeah, well, <clears throat> I had sort of a period where I was bored and I I thought about trying to get into hacking, and um, right, you probably don't know this, but you will be mocked in the hacking community if you don't have sort of kind of a modern hacker haircut sci-fi haircut so yeah i definitely went with the long hair on one side shaved on the other i even wanted to do remember gary oldman in the fifth element he had kind yeah. of a plastic covering over part of his shaved head yeah. i tried to find that i used um like a tupperware 
half a Tupperware container, but it was sort of painful. Really? Um, so you yeah, would just sit I, there with the Tupperware container on your head, well, just coding late until the night? Into the exactly. Because, right. you know, I'll be FaceTiming with other hackers, and uh, you want to look the part. <laughs> it turns out I wasn't as good at hacking as I thought I would be. Hmm. Um, I started, you know, trying to hack bigger things, banks, insurance companies, governments. No luck. That's actually way harder than you'd think. Really? Um, I, I sort of lowered my sights. Uh, I tried to hack uh, Loblaws, uh, the grocery store website, uh, just to see if I could get, you know, more PC optimum points. But uh, right. that was actually harder than I thought, too. Uh, so I started just breaking into my family's emails. Wow. This reminds me of like yeah. a hacking, like a thriller. Like, um, what was that movie called? Black Hat or like The Net or... Uh, mm-hmm. Or know. literally there's a movie called Hackers. Hackers as with well? With Johnny Lee Miller and Angelina Jolie. Imagine just seeing a Canadian guy with a half-shaved head trying to break into a uh, to the Loblaws servers to get mm-hmm. PC points. That'd be great. Yeah. Well, it's not a bad idea for a screenplay. You're right. Yeah. Um, Right. So, well, what else? What else has been going on uh, over the past week, James? Well, uh, if you listened last week, you might remember <clears throat> I uh, I was trying to find um, my son Pavel. I hadn't talked to him in a while, and I thought I was talking to him on Skype. Turned out it was just some other brown-haired white boy. Right. Uh, and his dad came in the room and was not super enthused that his son was talking to, to me. Right. Well, I mean, it's and your, I, it's you're overstepping your territory. Um, you don't try and raise another man's son. It's kind of just an unspoken, you know, rule of the jungle. I, I guess you'd call it. Sure, sure. Uh, and I tried to explain what was going on, but uh, I, I, he's they seemed Eastern European or something. They didn't speak English, so oh. you know there was a bit of an issue there. And anyway, uh, so this week, unfortunately, I got a letter from the dad. Don't know how he found my address. Maybe wow. he's a hacker. <laughs> and um, I, I opened the envelope. Yeah, just a bullet. Wow. Yeah, not even a letter. Not even a hey, just so you know. How hey, how are you? By the way, here's a bullet. That's you know, or hey, how does how's life treating you? Here's a bullet. Just the bullet, which wow. is pretty. That's rude. chilling. That's that's chilling. Although, gotta hand it to the Eastern Europeans. You know, they get straight to the point. Very efficient. You know. Let's just well, say you yeah. got the message loud and clear, right? Well, I did. I did. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I mean, the the, the, the Skype session's already done. Right. Uh, so now, I don't know. I, I hope the travel ban is never lifted, I guess. But there's some Eastern European dude who... I mean, I mean, I don't know what the bullet means, but I'm just... I mean, I'm hoping it doesn't mean he wants to shoot me. I guess it's... But I'm struggling to find other possible huh. interpretations. I mean, what I mean, could, maybe... What could it mean mm. otherwise? That he wants to go hunting know. with you, or... Uh, maybe. You know. Or he, maybe he works at the Bullet Factory. Right. And he's saying, hey, you know, I like the look of you on that Skype. Hey, yeah. here, what do you think of my handiwork? You know, yeah. I don't know. I'm hoping it's something like that. Maybe he wants or to watch maybe, the Steve know. McQueen classic movie called Bullet with you. I mean, who? Maybe I'm just, I'm just, you know, rolling with it. And just, yep. you know, spitballing I know, here. Yeah, I know. I'm hoping. I'm really hoping there's some explanation like yeah. that. So we'll see. Right. Um, I mean, you know, all this over, you know, skyping, skyping with a kid who I thought was my son and wasn't. Crazy. Listeners, may this be uh, a lesson to you, a warning: don't Skype with random boys. Well, you say that, it sounds weird. I thought it was my son. So right. it's okay to Skype with random boys if you thought it was your son. I'll I'll just add that okay. caveat. Okay. 
sure. How uh, how was your week, man? Oh, well, I'm in a state of fury. I don't know if you can tell by the way I sound so far on this episode, but I am so mad, and I'm mad at you, James, because Jeez. after I, I escaped from the bathroom after lockdown for almost four months, I was so happy to be able to like explore the rest of the apartment and finally have a relaxing, decent night's sleep in my own bed. You know, I'd been dreaming about... Sleeping in my own bed again. Oh, it's so comfy, cozy. I love it. And I love the softness of the pillow and the sheets. But guess what happened? I walked into the bedroom and I took a look at the bed and I cannot believe the state of filthiness you let uh, the bed descend to. It was absolutely disgusting. It stinks Give me in the a bedroom. Break. Um, no, it doesn't. It's just the, the, there's. There's just dirt and filth everywhere. It smells bad. Let me tell you just a, a brief, off the top of my head, a brief list of some of the things I found in my bed sheets. Okay? Uh, there were okay. dirty, four months worth of dirty dishes in the bed. You didn't even oh, put them in the sink. On. Uh I found some fried chicken skin, uh, loose DVDs. And you know, as a film lover, how anal I am about keeping my DVDs, uh, you know, stored alphabetically in a nice orderly fashion. I found well, you should be streaming anyway. Well, I found semi-chewed peaches, which is disgusting. Uh, scraps of paper with swears written on them. I don't know what that's about. I found a bunch of fruit roll-ups, some of them that had clearly been suckled. Um, photos of my family with their eyes X'd out. I mean, what, what kind of message is that? you're trying to send um, I found smears of jam, jelly, honey, and several nut butters. Right, so like there's um, Nutella is one of them, and even some Fluffernut. Remember that? That was uh, uh, isn't that the marshmallow based uh, nut butter? Yeah, not really a nut, but right. Sure, I found all sorts of bugs, some living, some dead. I found poo. Ooh, I found a coronavirus mask, which you're clearly not wearing because you had cut a hole in the middle of it, which kind of defeats the whole purpose. I found, um, what else did I find in my sheets? Uh, oh, a handgun with four bullets in it. Uh, I found 300 yen, so I guess you're planning on going to Japan. I found a swordfish, dead. Um, an incom- This is a weird one. I found an incomplete letter, uh, fan letter, that you had written to Jay Baruchel. Right? I found a uh, first-generation iPod and a pencil sketch of you dressed as Frank... Sinatra? Mm-hmm. And a feather boa. That's just a, a brief list of the things I found uh, on the bed. It was disgusting. I, I ended up not even sleeping in bed. I just went right back to the toilet and um, resumed the position. Mike, can you hear what you sound like right now? You uh, sound like headphones? such an anal, uptight nerd. No offense. No, I don't. You really gonna like count every single thing you found in your sheets? Like, come on, man. That was not Dude, even relax. a complete list. That you you like are this is like this podcast should be renamed James and the Nerd because no, you sounded no, no. like a real nerd there. I think I Oh, said- and then I found one speck of dust. I mean, dust Come is Come on, man. Dust, you can vacuum, but you cannot vacuum up jam, jelly, honey, and nut butters. Or poo, as I said. Well, I mean, I don't, what do you expect? You, 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 go, you stay in the bathroom for free, three months, things are going to get a little dirty. Right. Well, maybe we I need mean, to declare hello? a... We need to start, a, like a, start over with a clean slate 
Maybe I can just learn to forget and forgive what you did to my bed. And I'll learn to forget and forgive this little conversation where I was totally, you know, blindsided and pretty much scolded. Yeah. So. I'm sorry. Thank you. So, um, (sighs) you mentioned Doug Ford before off the top of the show that, uh, I guess the province of Ontario, where we re- where we record this podcast, right in the capital mm-hmm. of the province, Toronto. Um, mm-hmm. We're very proud of that. That we're the capital. Yeah. You know. Um, we're not the capital of the country yet. That's still Ottawa. No. But uh, if our petition to Mister Trudeau is successful, uh, yeah, we're coming for you, Ottawa. Yeah. Um, Doug Ford, though the premier of Ontario, he has vowed that uh, as the province slowly reopens. He has uh, vowed that he will not get a haircut until all Ontarians are able to get a haircut. What do you think of that, James? You know, good leadership. You know, he's going to, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't want to have a perk until all of us have that perk. Right. And that's like a bold thing to do. I mean, he, he already does have quite a unique uh, and striking hairstyle you know it's that beautiful mm-hmm. uh slicked back blonde hair those little tight curls that really mm-hmm. um emphasize his his nice beautiful forehead yeah he's got a nice mix of his skin is very very i would say pink yeah and his hair is very very yellow yeah and it's a it's a nice it's a nice look and it's often sort of i, w- I would say gelled back yes very gelled back very um sort of uh, reminds me of Maybe Michael Douglas in the movie Wall Street. Yes, very eighties. Yeah, he's heavy set. He's big. He is not. Um, I guess you wouldn't call him a skinny mini, uh, Doug Ford. You would not. He's a nice big guy with nice, beautiful, slick back hair. But if he goes much longer without getting a darn haircut, I mean, where's this going to end? Is he going to have? Uh, I'm just trying to imagine Doug Ford in a, a month or two with. Long, flowing, ungelled, you know, uh, luscious blonde locks streaming down uh, the back of his neck and the sides of his head, like almost like a um, a husky Fabio. Sure. Or the lead singer of the band Warrant. Oh, right. Is that... Uh, what's that? Cherry Pie. Imagine Doug Ford singing a version of Cherry Pie. How th- I, I actually easily could. She's my I bet he has it on his iPod. Folks, my favorite song, as we officially reopen the province, we're going to play my favorite song, Cherry Pie. <laughs> <laughs> I could see him. I mean, I don't want to get, you know, sued. Janie Lane. But I wonder. Janie Lane is the name of the, the Warrant singer. Oh, okay. Oh, and he died. I don't want to get. Oh, no. Sorry to hear that. Anyway. I could see, you know, Doug on an amorous night, mm-hmm. you know, where it's like kind of getting sexy. Yeah. Putting cherry pie on the stereo <laughs> to set the mood. At kind of a low volume. Yeah. Dims the lights and he's got some like. Uh, She's my cherry pie. He's got some like uh, Coca-Cola scented candles lit. <laughs> yeah. I could see that. Yeah. Maybe. um takes his shirt off. Maybe he just barbecued, so yeah. there's like kind of a barbecue smell wafting around. <laughs> and he's got his hair, his long flowing blonde yeah. hair, sort of tied in a ponytail. <laughs> yes. Why don't you come sit yeah. next to your to your man? 
<laughs> Come sit next to your man. I feel like making Have a up. wobbly pop. Yeah. But it, it, it could be a good look for him, you know. Uh, and I think it, it, deep down in his heart, he wants to be like a kind of hard rocker, a metalhead. Like, he's a Q107 guy, mm. so it's like... He probably oh for sure he is. He probably hates having to sell out to the man by having this you know slick slick back hair these days. Yeah, like Doug Ford doesn't like the Smiths. No, guaranteed. How imagine or if Morrissey. Doug Ford met Morrissey? That would probably not go well. Even though they might have more in common than he would think. I don't like your As music, but out. I love your politics, there, Steve. <laughs> Yeah. What if Doug Ford's yeah. next, uh, you know, political campaign, uh, he uses a Smith song? Maybe he uses, um, let's see, which one? Not I Know It's Over, because that's a very bleak song. <laughs> uh, maybe it would be something like The Boy with the Thorn in His Side, and you just see pictures, like a montage of pictures of Doug Ford. The boy with the thorn in his side. I'm Doug Ford, and I approve this message. <laughs> Yeah, it's a good idea. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Uh, yeah. yeah. There's another thing I wanted to... This charming man? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I would go out tonight, but I've got plenty of work to do for the people of Ontario. <laughs> That's, uh, uh, it's right there in front of us, and we missed it. But yeah, the, uh, This Charming Man is the ideal song for Doug Ford. Mm. Maybe I'll put together He's a little charming. silly... He's folksy. What's that? It could be called This Folksy Man. This Folksy Man. Like, rename the song. Why don't I put together maybe a little... This isn't a promise. It's something I might do. Um, a little funny video of this charming man with Doug Ford pictures. <laughs> and I could That's a good idea. I could tweet it to the listeners. Did, did we talk about when Doug Ford made that cooking video like a month ago and made a cheesecake? I don't think we did for some we reason. we did. It's worth looking up. Doug, for some reason, I don't. Why did he do this? Like during COVID, he made a cooking video and made his a cheesecake. So I guess people were, you know, baking, making elaborate meals, and he thought he'd get in on the fun. But they made this video that made it look like this was part of a larger cooking series that he was hosting. But there, there aren't any other episodes. There is no series. It was just a one-off. And uh, yeah. He's like, this is a th this is to die for. Like, and he licked his fingers. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you one thing: if Ugh. he had long hair, he'd have to wear a, a hairnet if he's around food. You're right. He also could do the sort of uh, man bun. You know that that hasn't really been in fashion <laughs> for a couple of years, but right. I could see him, you know, roaming up and down King Street, hitting all the clubs. Got a man bun. Mind if I bump the line? <laughs> He's, uh, uh, the possibilities are endless with Doug uh, Doug Ford. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Um, <clears throat> there is another thing I wanted to bring up with you. Uh, often we on this show we we talk about our love for the uh, iconic Canadian character Red Green, um, who mm -hmm. hosted a, the show, the Red Green Show. Uh, for, I believe, 43 years. Uh, very popular, even in America. It was on PBS. Uh, mm -hmm. They announced recently uh, Steve Smith, who plays and created Red Green. 
uh, and does that love that beautiful voice, Red Green, that they are launching mm-hmm. a uh, a Possum Lodge podcast. I believe it it comes out this week uh, or on the weekend, and it's going to have some of the uh, the classic characters we all love, um, and they're going to do a bunch of episodes. But you can only listen to it on Patreon, so there are no free wow. episodes. Yeah. That's a bold move. Yes, and I'm happy to say we currently have more patrons than the Red Green Podcast. So thank you, listeners. All right. We're crushing Red Green's podcast. And that's just listeners who pay for the bonus stuff and to help us out. Yeah. I mean, we have lots of other people who just don't pay, which is fine and and great. So he doesn't even have that. No. No. And this is after he'd probably made, I don't know, several million dollars doing this uh, amazing character. <laughs> Man, that's crazy. That's yeah. a that's a wild move. On- Patreon only. Patreon and only. And then when he makes his podcast, like he, he's, he knows it's only going to be for like 20 people, maybe. So currently, I think Jeez. they have eight patrons. Uh, oh my god. And here are the different... Uh, I'm on their Patreon right now. They have three tiers. Uh, one mm-hmm. is the guest. $5 is the weekend member level. And 15 is the podcast lodge member. And uh, if you pay $5, you get access to the entire library. Um, you get to participate in exclusive polls and voting. <laughs> Lord knows what that is. Uh, <laughs> access to the Patreon lodge message board. Oh, imagine. Have the- you ever paid to, to vote in a poll? Um, oh, should I pay five bucks to vote in this poll? Ah, okay. Might as well. It's for red. Um, and if you pay $15 a month, uh, that's the podcast lodge member. You get all that. Plus you have your name mentioned during a podcast. So imagine that like, yeah, I'd like to thank, uh, James Hartnett and uh, Michael Balazzo. Um, you get exclusive access to behind the scenes vlogs from Dave. It doesn't elaborate who Dave is. Is Dave a character on the Red Green Show? Who is Dave? I don't, I don't know. There's Harold and there's Red. Yeah, Harold was good. Who is Dave? I don't. I don't remember. Dave's don't not remember. here. Uh, you get discount codes for Red Green merch and um, uh, access to the Possum Lodge Discord. Imagine the the back and forth happening uh, and the posts happening on the the Red Green Show uh, Discord. <laughs> Discord is like a message board, right? I, I think I've never used it. So I've I've not used it either. But uh, I feel like a problem with the this is that the people who watched Red Green in the mid nineties are probably <laughs> they were probably fifty to sixty then. Yeah. Mm, so I don't know Maybe if they're downloading from podcasts beyond, right now. People from beyond the grave <sighs> will sign up to the Red Green Podcast Patreon to. To hear episodes in heaven or hell, wherever they ended up. <laughs> oh, man. He's also hosting the podcast with his son, uh, which, is, oh. which reminds me of another famous Canadian who's hosting a podcast with his son. None other than uh, it's Don Cherry. Don Cherry hosts his uh, podcast with his son. Does he? Yeah. What, is his, what does his son do? I think he just keeps... Jack keep- shit? <laughs> He prompts Don with uh, topics. Uh, huh. I, guess he, I guess he sets up the equipment. I don't think Don is a big AV guy. Like, I don't think he's... Uh, 
don't yeah. think he knows. He doesn't strike me as like, oh, if you got a problem with GarageBand, you just got to make a new basic track. Wave files or MP3s, which kind of audio do we prefer? <laughs> I was talking to Dougie. Uh, who's that hockey player he always calls Dougie? Dougie. Doug Gilmore. I was talking to Dougie Gilmore about wave files the other day. <laughs> Uh, oh. <laughs> I'm. There's another thing about the Possum Lodge podcast. I was going to say. Oh yeah, it launches on June 28th <laughs> at 9 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I love it. That's specific. Well, that he might think it's sort of like a TV show where. Yeah. You know, you podcast between eight and eleven. You know, weekdays. Mm-hmm. Do you think he podcasts, Thursday nights, big one. Do you think he wears the iconic red green costume when he's podcasting, or does he just let his voice do all the work? That's a great question. He might. He may have a comp- like. He may be a really modern, artsy, you know, urban dwelling looking guy. Like he might. He might have like a Google Glass on, and yeah. you know, a sort of jumpsuit and like really expensive running shoes. But he's just putting on this, you know, character. <laughs> For the pod, you know. Well, we, some people do that. Yeah, we shall see. Mm, we shall see. Was there anything else we wanted to talk about? Um, <laughs> I think I've got everything off my chest. Is there anything you'd like to uh, mention? Uh not really. Not really. I'm curious how how this interview will go because I mean I don't. We, you can take this out if this is uh, mm-hmm. inside info. But we pre-taped the, the interview before the intro. Yes. And we ran into some Skype issues, so I'll be yeah. curious. Poor Mike has to edit this one. Help. And uh could be a little interesting. Could be fun, but it, but very fun. It was very fun. It was a very fun chat. My take is that the government wasn't happy with some of the issues we were discussing and some of the takes we Mine had. Mine too. And they hacked into uh, to the guest's Wi-Fi, to your Wi-Fi, to try and shut us down, but we yeah. cannot Dear be silenced. Dear Leader Trudeau yeah. didn't like that we were actually given an opinion. Yeah. And Trudeau had his, you know, people at CSIS cut the freaking lines. <laughs> but, um, um, yeah, you're going to Yeah, enjoy- like, it gets very controversial. Yeah. So, and, uh, this makes InfoWars look like Pee-wee's fucking playhouse, folks. <laughs> so... That would be, you might want to buckle up. That would be a great new slogan for this show. We make Infowars yeah. look like Pee-wee's fucking playhouse. That'd be very yeah. good. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we could put it on t-shirts. That's actually, honestly, genuinely <laughs> something that would be funny to put on a t-shirt. Well, oh, let's, uh, let's try and do it. But uh, yeah, cool. that's, um, let's, let's put down our microphones and uh, get to the interview we did with this week's guest, I guess. All right. And welcome back to the show, everybody. This week's guest is a, uh, he's a returner. He's returned once more to be our guest. He is an actor and a writer and a comedian. And he's also a little bit sleep deprived, as far as I understand, because he is one of uh, Toronto's biggest uh, dads. Please welcome to the show, Miguel Rivas. Uh, just kidding. I'm alert for the show. I just, I am tired though. 
Well, it was Father's Day a couple days ago. And yes. uh, so, yeah, we thought we'd get a, a real, uh, you know, a dad, a grade A dad on the pod here. Oh, Did you get any good gifts? I feel, feel like a grade C dad right now, if you know what I mean. Oh. Like, am I letting them down? I don't know. Thanks for having me on the show, guys. You're not letting your kids down. No way. Well, you just wonder, you know, because one's an infant and um, he hasn't been held by another person. So that's dark. And there's like a trauma there. And then you think about the older kid who's three and she's just like, "Um, how come you're with the baby all the time? That's what she doesn't say that because she's not like so like she's not so self-aware. But she says like, how what about? What about me? You know, like the way she acts. Mm. And so you wonder, am I letting her down? And then if you switch, you know, it's a cycle. How are you guys doing? <laughs> I'm child free oh. and I'm thriving. I'm having a nice time. Um, Excellent. Personally. Yeah. I'm glad for you. I'm child free too. I mean, I do have a son, Pavel, but I don't see him. Or, so it's not really like a lot of work. You're not locked down me. together. No, no. Uh, I've just been crashing at Mike's uh, apartment, so so that's you know. So technically, I do have a son, but it's kind of like I don't. Well, consider me green with envy. <laughs> wish, oh. <laughs> wish I was. Wish I was locked. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I love my yeah. son. Is there ever like a, I love a little son. dark? Do you ever have a little? Like maybe you're on the toilet and you're finally getting a moment of peace, and do you ever think, you know, in just a little dark fantasy that you wouldn't actually want to do. But like, what if I just gotten a convertible and drove to Mexico? Yeah, totally. I've, I've had that thought frequently, but like <laughs> I get into the details. So I think about how would I get like such and such a car and it would involve theft, which means that yeah. I'm making like a commitment to go like even like further off the deep end, not just abandoning my family, but also like, like becoming a criminal. A criminal. And it, it, I guess it's very appealing. Rent. It's very appealing in those in those yeah. low moments. Is it possible I, with with today's you know advanced technology, AI, and facial recognition technology? How mm-hmm. easy is it for people to just uh, change their identity and begin life anew? Because I feel like it must have been so easy to to do that kind of thing in the past. Well, it's weird, you know. The grass is always greener. I think back then. Um, you might have been able to run around with more anonymity in general, but nowadays yes. there there's all kinds of technologies for altering your voice, your appearance, your height. Even there's uh, that appearance. app that there's an app that shows you what you'd look like if you were elderly, so you can That's use right. that. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, if you if you have the money, you can change. You can get surgery to change your whole face into like another face, yeah. or your penis. But you can switch you your know, nose I, with yeah, your penis. No, I heard you before about the if penis. you have enough money. Well, no, I'm saying I know I'm just reiterating. What would you change about your penis? Me? Yeah. Uh, well, we can take. We can all take turns. <laughs> you know, <laughs> wow, that's a great question. Oh, maybe some some flair. You know, you know. I I mean, to my eyes, it's fin- it's everything's. I mean, it's, look, it's looking great. But, you know, like pickup artists always have flair, like they'll wear a big top hat or big furry boots, like that's their thing. So then they approach someone at a bar and they go, what's up with that hat? Like, that's a move. So if I had some kind of flair, like maybe a hat, maybe literally a hat, mm-hmm. like, Permanently I don't know, maybe fused? a way for a hat to stay on it. And Michael, what would you change about James's penis? Uh, his, <laughs> uh, I think you, you might've, did you mean that? Did you mean that? Oh, just yeah. answer the question, Mike. Yeah. Um. I would uh, I would snip the whole thing off and throw it in the damn trash. Actually, <laughs> that's yeah. funny. Bobbit alert! Um, oh we were, yes, when we the were Bobbit talking, when we were, case. 
<laughs> that hasn't been in the news for a while, huh? The whole Bobbit thing? Yeah. <laughs> what the heck? How has that not been? That's been totally overlooked by the mainstream, yeah. the left wing mainstream media. Well, you there's know, been like something... several films over the years, but yeah, the way films work now, it's definitely time for a reboot. James, yeah, like you since should... COVID happened, there's been nothing about Bobbit. Priorities, I guess. Remember how yeah, John Wayne Bobbit, um, for a time, it, it, since we since that story broke initially, uh, it's come out that he was a an abusive uh, villain. Um, but for a time, he sort of uh, cashed in on the whole notoriety of having his his damn penis chopped off and thrown in a ditch by becoming like a Howard Stern kind of uh, yep. frequent guest, and he even made a, a porno movie with his his like uh, new new dick. Yeah, I heard about that. This. I never, it would be interesting to see. I don't see. want to see. I would like to see, because I wonder if the, I bet the director of the porno made a point to zoom in and be like, we know what you wa- are wondering. What does it look like? And I'm sure there must have been a couple real clear shots. It looks so like, uh, for? looks like Brad Pitt's neck in, uh, <laughs> in Glorious Bastards. Is that the one where his throat slit? Who was the John Wayne Bobbitt porno aimed at? Because it was, it wasn't aimed at straight men, presumably, who, Straight men don't watch porn to to see a dick, let alone a, a reattached oh, dude, dick. Oh, come on! Uh, no, it's, so it was for so. it was for dick freaks of all colors, like all, all kinds, all cuts. You know, it's like I guess I think I think there's dick freaks in all kinds of different communities, and you know, it's sort of like you don't you don't search out looking for a car crash, which might be the bad strategy of them. But if one happens in front of you, you're certainly going to be like, not taking my yeah. eyes off of this. Right. It's like when you're like you know, I'm a gym rat. I'm in the gym. I've been even in underground gyms during COVID you're not supposed to go into. What? And when you're in the change room and, and, and you know, you're not, you're not looking for a dicks or whatever, but if you see one, you go, hey, hey, bro, nice dick. And he might look, glance at yours and go, hey, bro, back at you. You mean, it's just a thing. Just, but it's all in a nod. You don't say that, do you? Oh, no, you, in the, in the locker room? Yeah, you do say that. Well, you I put your arm on someone's shoulder treatment. and you go, buddy, nice dick. Like, um, you know, we're almost, we we're almost, uh, two meters apart if it wasn't for your beautiful dick. <laughs> James, what's the thing mm. that your friend growing up in Orangeville, uh, what's that thing he said? Some, you, you said it once, he was like, nice ass, uh. Yeah, I mean, this is definitely betraying his confidence, so I won't say his name. But I'm fine. pretty sure he doesn't listen to the podcast. Okay. Uh, but he's a great guy. Um, so, boy, yeah. And if you are listening, you know this story is for you. Some he was some kid saw him change in or something and said mm. to him, "Nice at, or something like, <laughs> nice dick, but that ass won't get you anywhere." I mm. thought it was the it's reverse. A strange story. I thought it was mm. the reverse. Well, it might have been the reverse. I don't know. It was a <laughs> my, strange story. My friend recounted it in a way of like it was weird growing up in that small town. Might be it. Might be mm. a a bigger problem with hockey culture that you're addressing. Oh yeah. I don't totally. want to spill that, that can Mike? of beans, but oh yeah, it's you know in Canada they they wrap up hockey like you know it's mm-hmm. the good old game and everyone who plays it is a good kid, and then there's like yeah this story broke of like this <clears throat> or like horrendous hazing and horrible stuff and it's like yeah no kidding if you've met a single young hockey player, it's like Gamora. Uh, Remember that movie Gamora to put together, showing the initiation to join the like the mafia. <laughs> <laughs> maybe to join like a like a children's hockey team you basically have to murder someone and like prove that you've taken a life before you can 
Put those skates on and get back there on the ice. Yeah. Get out there and ruin your knees. I actually think, I mean, un- uh, the unpopular opinion in Canada, but I bet of the four big, like, North American sports, I, I feel like hockey is the most, the grossest culture around it. Would you guess, Miguel? I mean, I mean, I don't think football's great. That's true. Um, yeah, I think it would be like a, an, uh, you know, but, fo- photo finish between hockey photo and finish. football. football seems more race issue based and hockey seems more like everybody jizzing on a cracker (laughs) based for making the young guys eat it or whatever because as we all know as we all know baseball wonderful people just amazing (laughs) people in baseball culture (laughs) there's not a there's not a bad apple Uh, miguel will you go will you go to a gym or to a pub or to a uh movie haircutting i'm I might get my hair cut soon. I mean, no. the listeners can't see this, but we're, we're on Skype. Can I talk about behind the curtains? We're like, we're Absolutely. on Skype so we can see each other while we're doing this. You guys yeah. can see my yeah. hair is uh, just absurdly long. This is the longest since I was, you know, obsessed with the strokes in my early 20s. So I feel like I, I'm ready to get a haircut, but I'm also scared. You do um, have a Julian Casablanca's energy. That I, I yes. Just, not until you just said the name Strokes did I put my finger on it. But Thank you. Thank you. Mike, been, you nailed it. You look like Julian uh, Casablancas. I've been desperately cultivating this since my twenties. It's too bad that once I achieved it, Julian Casablancas is who he is now. <laughs> Isn't which it? Is, uh, what he's happened fine. last year? And I'm going to go there. I'm going to go there. You look like Julian Casablancas with better skin. Oh my oh. god. That's that's. Really, I'm going to go there. You know what? Well, he, he actually has incredible skin. So like now. I thought he had acne. He did, but it, but oh, it was he got honest. It. He figured it out. It was honest to show. What was yeah, good for him? I shouldn't make fun. Good for him. Wasn't there you a know, strokes um, uh, a strokes mini scandal last year during the Raptors hot streak? What what happened there? The strokes were playing oh, in Toronto. Me... At... <laughs> they they were playing in Toronto and um and uh, it was like the Eastern Conference Finals against the Bucks, I think. And they were like, you know, as rock stars are, they're like, let's let's friggin' go to the local basketball game. And they are basketball fans. And okay. uh, they were like, they're like, yeah, let's roll in there with uh, three and a half minutes to go in the fourth quarter. <laughs> Classic New <laughs> York City move. The game. Yeah. And, yeah. And, the secu- and they got like good seats, right? They were given good seats. Yeah, they had like courtside seats. And they were like, they literally showed up with three and a <laughs> half minutes to go in the fourth quarter. And security was like, no, no one comes in after the fourth quarter starts. And, you know, I don't care who you are, you rock stars or whatever. And the security guards, they stood up tall and sent them back to their hotel. And so the next Whoa. night they did a show and, and they, re- they told everyone about this story. I wasn't there. I heard this story from a friend. But uh, they, they changed, allegedly, allegedly, they changed the lyrics of New York City cops from <laughs> New York City cops, they ain't too smart, to... Um, Raptors security, they ain't too smart, <laughs> and everyone went wow. bananas. Wow, was that the show also where <laughs> Julian Casablancas they brought out a like a guy dressed up in like a Raptors sort of mascot costume, and Julian Casablancas they mo- he did a mock execution of the Raptors mascot, <laughs> a bullet in the back of the head. Uh I haven't heard this exact detail, but it sounds so Julian. <laughs> Did you celebrate yeah. the anniversary of the of the Raptors' victory recently at home? I got rip roaring drunk and um, 
just and just thought about the little details, you know. Did you get? It was great. one of our classic episodes, Mike. Remember, we did an episode. The was it the day after the Raptors won? Yes, yes. The night after, and I was yeah. extremely hungover, and I was lying on a couch the whole time. Yes, we sounded Chris, very well, sick in the episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can I just say, you know, I'm no, I'm known on the podcast as the outrageous guy who will say anything. And now I'm I'm feeling regret. I feel sad, um, bad that I'm I'm still feeling bad. I made fun of Julian Casablancas' acne. Of all that the it, things, that, that is one wrong. Got me. It is bad to do. It was wrong because then I think people have acne, and then that's kind of sad. I had acne, and I took Accutane when I was very young, too young, some might say. And um, Ooh, did it work? And uh, it worked very well. And so now I feel confident making fun of people with acne so i say <laughs> you're in the clear yeah but i always I, you do feel bad when people have it bad wait wh- why did you say um accutane you took it too young because it um it's a it's a very very powerful drug that i think goes in and out of legality and it has these wild really side effects. oh yeah it has these wild side effects um that you're not supposed to give to someone who hasn't completed puberty. But I was such a tall, large, puberty-filled youth that they said, this guy can take it. How do you take Accutane? Is it smoked or is it uh, injected? Uh, you can smoke it. You can smoke it. You c- but I took pills. I took horse okay. pills. But you could smoke it. You could, you could shoot wow. it. You could uh, mainline it. Um, but, you know, it's, it's like if, if you're pregnant... Which I wasn't, thank goodness. Um, yes. Little joke there. Uh, it's it, it is bad for it's horrible. Your baby will not make it uh, normally through the pregnancy. Also, if you drink on it, which many people do, it, it leaves permanent damage to your liver. And also, wow, yeah, and also it can make you go blind. What? It How? also stunts stunts your height. So this is a true story. Oh. This is I'm not even being funny here, guys. I'm being real. You're a big, tall, strong looking guy. Though. I'm six two, right? Yeah. And I'm jacked. Yeah. I'm effing jacked. Taller jacked. every year, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, Mike. Yeah. Mike, that's the thing. I don't get taller anymore because of Accutane. Because it stunts oh. your growth. So when I was like twelve or thirteen, I was already six two. And uh, I was on the path oh. to be at least seven foot five. Really? <laughs> and uh, I took it, I t- and they said, if you take Accutane, you're never going to make it to the NBA. And, uh, and right. uh, Well, you know, Danny DeVito, so, you know. everyone in his family is like 6'8", six, 6'9", six, <laughs> but when he was a tween, took Accutane. he was one of the first Italian-Americans to be prescribed Accutane, and we, it's, it's apparent to everybody who looks at him that it stunted his growth, because he never got beyond, what, five feet? And that worked out for him. That worked out for him specifically. It did. But that's not going to work out for everybody. No. Damn. I should have been seven foot four. Who was the, was it? Uh, who was the singer who took Accutane and then and then warned people not to take it? Was it Julian Casablancas? No, it was like I think, uh, it, I think it was Chubby Checker. <laughs> when he was sixty five, he started taking Accutane. <laughs> was it Warwick Davis? <laughs> well, he's he looks good for his age. Mm-hmm. The hairline he, alone. He outlived uh, all the fat boys. Remember how the fat boys and Chubby Checker did a cover of The Twist? Mm-hmm. Uh, and Chubby Checker was much older with, uh, than them. And uh, I think he outlived all the fat boys. Good for him. Some, Miguel, you, you know a lot about hip-hop, right? 
Uh, yeah, um, I'd, I'd say so. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm not saying that for any reason other than I think Why do you think that? But yes. Does. But yes, I do. Why, <laughs> yes, of course. Uh, but someone told me, I think, like, the Fat Boys were actually really good. Is that true? Um, yeah, I think they were, like, skilled <laughs> and pretty good. I Is it true, really Miguel? Good, were the Fat Boys know. very good? Maybe it was Chris Locke who told us that. Yeah, uh, you know, that's a, that, uh, that's a little bit out of my wheelhouse, you know, with them. They, they did a lot of, like, jokey songs, which was great, and I think people enjoyed it. So that's kind of how I frame them. But well, I, it probably you know, would have been I've weird if they stuff. did really serious ones. Like well, the Fat Boys take on, you know, the Middle East. It's like, Abbott, <laughs> uh, or, you know... They, their they song, were raps Abbott and Costello. Their song about Israel and Palestine is is both funny and thought provoking. Yeah, and I yeah, mean, and then right the when he's sort of getting into this thing about the Gaza Strip, he eats a big Danish <laughs> and goes like, gruh, 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 gruh. And, and most people don't realize that, that their take on the twist with Chubby Checker is a ballad. They're not just they. The thing that people get confused about the Fat Boys is that they don't just rap; they sing like angels. And uh, yep. they harmonize, and it's the sort of thing like the Beatles were always would always say, "Yeah, we recorded Nowhere Man, but we couldn't do it live because there's too many harmonies." Well, enter yeah. the Fat Boys. Fat Boys doing Nowhere Man. If you can track that record down, I highly suggest you do. <laughs> Are you nervous, Miguel? That COVID nineteen and social distancing, unless scientists find a vaccine soon, we're going to have quite a different kind of Halloween this year. Oh, that worries me uh, constantly. Uh, I'm, I've, I've never not dressed up for Halloween. I mean, I'm 61 years old, and That's I've never <laughs> missed a Halloween. And and this year, and I'm thinking this might be the first time. It's too bad, because my kid, uh, my older kid, is obsessed with the Hotel Transylvania trilogy of films. Oh, the Safety Brothers. Just Sandler and the boys having a good yeah. time with animated characters that we're all familiar with, but with a twist. Um, it's a great thing. It's really wonderful. Jim Gaffigan appears in the third one. It's pretty great. Um, oh. But we were going to dress up as all the characters from Hotel Transylvania. And now now I told my kid already, I preemptively, just getting ahead of it, told her there will be no Halloween. And I told her to rearrange <laughs> her expectations. You should just, how about this? A compromise. You, tell, you t- look your daughter straight in the eyes and say, we're not dressing up as Hotel Transylvania, but here's what we are dressing up for this year. You and me are both dressing up as Dr. Anthony Fauci. My kid uh, has a Fauci poster in her room. <laughs> really? <laughs> and so I think it will be an easy convince, you know? She, yeah. She's a Fauci head. She was kind of, you know, she, we're cool, right? So we show her yeah. what movies to like and everything. And, and yeah. she was, and, you know, so she was ready to know when a cool thing came along. And when Fauci first came on the scene, she was like, that's, that's my guy. I'm well, three and a half and that's my guy. <laughs> Did you see there was like a video that went viral of um, it was like someone just videotaping on a city street and then you see Fauci running down the street like really fast, like panting. And it's like, what the hell's going on? And then like two seconds later, you see behind him a crowd of women and girls (laughs) running after him. It's kind of like a Beatles video. Hard Day's Night. Yeah. My God. I just want to throw out there, guys, um, as we're talking, I'm I'm not really listening. I'm looking at Twitter and. Here's a story on the Twitter What's Happening tab. Fauci, quote, cautiously optimistic that a COVID-19 vaccine will be available by the end of 2020. You see, this is what I I love about your your podcast is that it's not just entertainment. It's news. It's philosophy. It's hard news. It's up up to the minute news. You're reading the trending tab on Twitter like... 
you, you can't yes. get you can't get it any faster than this. And you know, I think I think that's exciting. If Fauci's excited, I'm excited. That means we're gonna get we're gonna get some new material pretty soon. I think. That's that's right. Yeah, you can't get this news any faster than saying it on a podcast, uh, Mike editing it, uploading it to Libsyn, everyone downloading it and then listening it to it when it Whenever works for them. Yeah. Hey, you know what they should do? Because everyone has Fauci fever. It, the Hollywood, like the major studios, you know, they're not getting as much money as usual because films aren't being released. Here's what I propose. They go back and they, they digitally reinsert Fauci into a bunch of popular movies where he plays like the cool character. For instance, they do this with Pulp Fiction. Uh, instead of John Travolta, they put Anthony Fauci in there. Uh, maybe also with uh, Harry and the Hendersons instead of John Lithgow, it's Anthony Fauci. Um, <laughs> I maybe would love to Boogie see Nights. Fauci, Fauci's take on the heroin use in Pulp Fiction. Yeah, like, what would Fauci on <laughs> heroin? The guy's a doctor. Like, yeah, because it made Travolta cooler because he was a dweeb, yes. and then you saw him on heroin, and you were like, I can hang out with that guy. And then <laughs> what if Fauci? He's already cool, but if he did heroin, it might get ugly. I don't know. Well, you know, you um, Grey's Anatomy, they're doing another, like, like season. And you know how Grey's Anatomy had McDreamy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they had McSteamy. And apparently they're introducing a new character called McDocky. <laughs> McDocky? Fauci. He's they should have called him McFauci. He's going to be... Oh, yeah, that would have been good, too. Yeah, maybe they didn't McDocky. think that enough, but... Because anyway, Fauci's, already, Fauci's going to be on it there's as some, McDocky, and he's going to have a romance with uh, Ellen Pompeo. There's some teens who live near me, and, you know, I pick up some of their lingo sometimes, and now I see, you know, like if a cute boy walks by, and some, some of the kids will be like, ooh, he's, fa- he's Fauci. So. <laughs> they use it as a, uh, like a term for someone who's attractive. I didn't know that. La- language moves fast, and he's already wow. been incorporated. And I don't think anyone's made yeah. the Faustus Fauci connection yet, so that's good. Yeah, you know, I heard a similar thing, Miguel. I was sort of walking by some teens, and or no, 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 they weren't even teens. They were like frat boys, and because uh, you know, I, I like go to the frat parties and everything, and and I overheard these these frat guys being like, "Oh yeah, I had sex with this girl last night," you know, and the other fat frat guys going, "Oh, what was it like? Like, was it crazy?" And the first frat boys going, "Oh yeah, the bed was making this noise." Fauci, 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 Fauci. I think for them, for frat boys now, it's like instead of the oi oi of a mattress, they're saying Fauci. Right, because usually in the old days, guys, guys would brag about their romantic <laughs> conquests and just make the like, you know, the spring noise of a bed to to rate yeah, it. Yeah, you know, yeah. and that's yeah. and that's that's when guys how, talk. That's how words get distorted, you know, because <laughs> Fauci becomes this sex spring thing. But they're and they're using it and they're loving saying Fauci and they're not even taking Fauci's advice because James, what are you doing at this frat party? You're not supposed to be going to. It's COVID. It's a pandemic. Frat parties. How are you supposed to share a beer funnel? You can't. You tried telling well, we're this in guy phase two. Yeah, this is phase two. Is not a. It's not frat. Yep, they allowed Doug Ford allowed frat parties in fra- phase two. I'm sure of it. Um. I just, so, th- yeah. so this just happened then. Yeah, it happened like this afternoon. I was at a frat party. Unbelievable! Wow! Unbelievable! That's... Um. While we're still wrapping nerd, up, maybe. talking about uh, Doctor Fauci, can I just say one more thing on this subject? Mm. Do you guys mind? Mm. <laughs> I don't mind it. I could talk no. Fauci all day. I just want you to be aware. Next time you see him on TV, I think he was on CNN all day uh, testifying. Um. 
at some sort of hearing. But next time you see him, you'll notice that you never see his hands anywhere in the frame when he's talking. Well, there's a reason why. He purposely handcuffs himself to keep his hands, like, you know, uh, cuffed to a chair or a table leg or something. Because if he doesn't do that, he's so darn hot, he can't keep his hands off himself. And can you imagine how that would look uh, on camera? <laughs> really? Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's too bad men's fashion is, uh, is so sort of secretive and restrictive. But I think even with Fauci, you can tell by the way the suit fits that his upper chest is just extremely muscular. Yeah. Wow. He's always on those bodybuilding forums. Something to aspire to. Yeah. Is that a thing with hot guys where if you're a hot guy, you know you're hot and then want to wink off? I mean, I I try not to uh, glimpse myself in the mirror too often. Oh, God. Wow. Look at me. I'm so hot. I don't know if I'm a hot guy, but I don't want to find out. Is that a thing like you're like, I'm looking good tonight. Really good. And then you... Get horny for yourself, I guess. Wow. That sounds... I mean, it sounds like a perfect kind of pandemic experience. <laughs> Did you guys see this New York Times sex guide for the pandemic? No. no. What, if, tell oh, us about it. it. Great out. topic. It's really what good. What does it it's say? A, okay, so... And this is, this is real. It says, um, no kissing. It says, if you have to hook up, no kissing. And it I says... I think I like this. How romantic. Try to use walls creatively. Uh, and and then what it says, the and hell? remember, it's time to get kinky. And this is this really says. So get are kinky. they saying is the New York Times the the gray lady? All the news that's fit to print. Are they advising that people just jizz on the wall? <laughs> no, Mike. I, I, I think they're saying Mike, no. I think they're saying you stand against a wall and someone else go on the other side of the wall and give a reach around. You is boys that what are saying you boys are sweet. You boys are so sweet and innocent. No, no, no. It's time to drill a hole in the wall and put your your dick in the hole, and then someone's on the other side of, the, of another wall. A glory um, hole. Yeah, okay, so you have heard of it. Hey, I'm having sex wow. New York City style. I'm standing against the wall uh, <laughs> in a tiny apartment, and... Uh, I'm standing here. <laughs> if they remade Midnight Cowboy today, yeah, Justin Hoffman would be standing in the They'd middle of masks. the... they have masks. Yeah, yeah. They'd have masks, like two, and be a glory hole. There's like two tough New York guys... You know, uh, hey, how's it going over there? Oh, it's good. I found this glory hole. It's unbelievable. There's this unbelievable broad on the other end. And the other guy's like, yeah, I- I'm I'm in a glory hole too. It's amazing. There's this unbelievable broad on the other end of mine. Wait a minute. We're using the same hole. <laughs> they're doing it to each other. I thought they were both having sex with someone someone else, like a Sarah or something. No, in my sort of creative story here, these two guys thought they were having a glory hole experience uh, with some mysterious babe, but they didn't realize they were having it with each other. Uh, okay, and then does the Dustin Hoffman character still die on the bus? <laughs> <laughs> James Miguel, in that situation, if it's two you know, hard-boiled New Yorkers standing against a wall, imagine while they're arguing and gesticulating in that classic New York way, if you hear one of their wives off in the distance going... Would you get away from that wall? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? What are you doing with that wall? Yeah. Yes. Can you picture like a romantic evening? The transition to like, let's do the glory hole. 
You know what I mean? Like you're having, you're having, um, you're wearing masks because you're responsible. And you're having wine and you're having a steak, maybe and some asparagus. I read the most remarkable like, thing in the New York Times today, honey. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, Miguel, is that? Did it really say be creative with a wall? Yes, be creative with a wall and get kinky. Let's did it elaborate on the wall thing? That. No, it, I mean it kind of. So I don't know, it just said, and like, walls and barriers. Right. What the hell do they mean? I think it means not to be face-to-face, right? So it's, uh, you know, listeners, you can use your imaginations. So one guy's I actually over. don't get it. Sorry. Yeah. I think it's like, em- embrace that old, like, 50s style where you can't look at each other mm-hmm. when you have sex. Because it's so, like, bring back some shame to sex, maybe. <laughs> huh. Well, James, you know, I'll let you spend some time Googling later, and you'll, you'll get, you know, some hints out there, let me tell you. All right. I'll check here's it the out. Way, here's the way Canadians should have safe uh, sex during the time of COVID, in a patriotic way. You get in the bed, just as usual, but you put a Canadian flag on top of you while you're, uh, while you're getting busy. Tell you how I get or creative with a barrier. you put your dick through a donut. <laughs> Why don't um why don't we build a fake uh drive through in our house and we can role play and you can you can suck me off through the drive through window. <laughs> Canadian oh, safe. That sucks. would be a wild fantasy. A Timmy's drive through at like six twenty in the morning. <laughs> and you order a double double and then Sir you, I guess <laughs> Sir, the window's stuck. Oh, Wow. Did you is guys that, see that thing recently? Is that plaid? <laughs> there was like a map. Oh, well, you know what could be... You know what? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Go on. Sorry, Mike. could be James. another good... Yeah, we're kind of doing... Uh, we're doing sex play, play now. That's James, I was just saying another good... Just This is just helpful for our Canadian listeners. Another good Timmy yeah. sexual role play is say it's like 5.45 in the morning, blizzard outside, and, the, and you come into a Timmy's and you go, I really want to you know, breakfast, you know, <laughs> breakfast sandwich with the so- sausage patty. And then the person behind the counter is like, sure, I'll whip that up for you. And then the person behind the counter is like, oh, I forget how to make it. And then you go, well, do you want me to come back there and help? And then the person making the patty's like, sure. And then Uh-oh. the two of you are behind the counter alone in a Timmy's. And maybe, maybe, you know, you, the, the person puts like the, <laughs> the patty around your penis or something. And anyway. Just no, a f- one idea no for our listeners out there, our Canadian. Here, I have I have another idea. Here's my Timmy's fantasy. It's um sure. me and a me and a lover uh, are in a Timmy's, Ooh. and Already we good. just we just can't. We have a double double. We have a crepe mm-hmm. or something, and then we nice. and then we just can't crepe. help ourselves. We start going at it in the Timmy's like dining room, and then yep. you know this would all be consensual. It's a role play. It's not real, but I, then there's like several yep. employees who are like looking at us, and they go. Oh my god. This is ridiculous. I can't oh, believe okay. these these um people are I this is crazy. Like one of those shame things. Mm, okay, if that's sort of what gets you going. Peeping yeah, t- that's pe- a, good, Miguel. A, a peeping Timmy's, if you will. Wow. Listeners, we're on to something here. If you have an idea for your ultimate Timmy's <laughs> fantasy, be sure to tweet us at LTPodmess using the hashtag my Timmy's Fantasy. 
Right. Mm-hmm. So you guys were both saying you've been uh, sp- spending a lot of time playing video games during lockdown. Um, is that true for both of you? Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, I like I like video games. It's hard because uh, in the few hours that I get to myself away from my screaming children, I should probably go to sleep. But there's some pull in these video games that I just keep coming back to. And uh, I like to pretend I'm a warrior or a, or a, a knight or, a, you know, a chef. There's all kinds of video games out there. And let me tell you, it's like I'm not even in, in lockdown. I love it. Do you think that video games are filling the gap that novels used to uh to fill in the human spirit they allow us to experience uh, adventure and uh heroism in a way that we 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 just can't in our everyday lives do you think that's true let me tell you if shakespeare or you know uh kurt vonnegut if they were getting started today kurt browning designers Kurt Browning. Or if Kurt Browning, he wouldn't have bothered with figure skating. He would have gotten into game design. Do, do you think George R.R. R. Martin has a PlayStation Plus profile? Yes. <laughs> 100%. Do you, I've, do been, you, I've been playing... Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, do you think George R.R. R. Martin has played through all of Grand Theft Auto V? <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, I think so. Has he published the final Game of Thrones book yet, or is that still... Mike, he's got two to go. He's not going to make it. He's got two to go. I saw a story that said book six is supposed to come out next year, he says now. He's been saying that for like ten years. Then he's got a book seven. Imagine you're him, though, and you're like... You're like, you just make a promise to yourself in the mirror. I can finish these novels. And then you sell it to the TV guys and it becomes a a phenomenon. You're in the middle of it being like, okay, now it's kind of a race. Like I can still do this. And then they quickly breeze by you (laughs) in the race. And you're left looking like a stupid idiot with your with your overalls pulled down but and, and it, imagine and sorry go ahead and then and then they take it to the finish line and they trip and smash their face on the, you know i'm mixing metaphors here but they mm. ruin the whole thing because now everyone's kind of like oh i don't really care about your last two stupid books because it's we know it's gonna it's gonna be bad he should yeah. write well and imagine this go ahead sorry i was just gonna say imagine this too you know how, like, when you have, like, projects you got to finish at home and you're kind of, maybe it's like a, you're writing something or whatever, mm-hmm. and, and you know you don't have to get it done. Like, it, it can be really hard to do. Even if you do have to get it done, it can be really hard to self-motivate at home. And then imagine you're already so rich. And if you don't do anything again, you just live like a king. Yeah. I mean, are you really going to finish these damn books? I don't know. He should just, like finish the last two books and just make them just like complete like just first draft pieces of garbage that'll still sell like so many copies just add cowboys add some uh i don't Mm -hmm. know add a rock star to the plot and uh, make it all inconsistent (laughs) change the names of of, uh beloved main characters and uh, that'd be really have you watched have you watched a single episode of game of thrones mike i think i saw (laughs) the pilot (laughs) I mean, but I, it Mike. was really good, you know. I Mike, gotta, hats off. The first episode was good. Remember, at the end, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, uh, Jamie Lannister pushes uh, Bran out the window and goes, "The things I do for love." Whoa! Remember you're, that? You're a Thrones head. Oh, I loved. I mean, I I read. I've read all the book. 
And I do didn't really who, like the show up until the whoa. end. Do you know how you can tell George R.R. R. Martin is rich? His clothes. I mean, mm. to keep up with that lifestyle, you know, to live that lavishly, I think you yeah. have to keep pumping out the novels for more money. Well, you know? that's... Yeah, for that do- a crop duster jacket and uh, <laughs> wide-brim leather hat he wears. Every fantasy author looks like that. Big dude, <laughs> long beard, big weird leather crop duster jacket, weird farmer hat. Book it. Oh, Every single fantasy author. How am I going to pay off this California king-size mattress? Oh, I need to write another book. <laughs> <laughs> Ever seen other- the, like, really... Big, sorry, a really big fantasy series now. Have you read The Name of the Wind, Miguel? I'm not even going to bother asking Michael. Uh, have you heard of The I, Name I, of the I've Wind? I've not. I've not. It's really good. It's really good. And he's written two books, and the third one's going to come out soon. They're great. But again, it looks exactly like George R.R. to a T. Like, same guy, basically. Just like 20 years younger. Is it time mm. for a super fit, buff, really positive, uh, alpha, like, uh, fantasy writer to come along? And change the game completely. Imagine if a guy looks like um, Rogan. If a guy looks like Rogan or uh, you know Mark Wahlberg, Ryan Reynolds. What if what if The Rock announced that he was writing a fantasy novel? (laughs) Well, first of all, I'd applaud. His ideas would be so basic. He'd be like. A guy, uh, you know, hops around, and that's his fantastic fantastic power. He doesn't walk; he hops. <laughs> and uh, there's there's no kissing here because it would be disrespectful to my wife. <laughs> Does he, he have a thing he, <laughs> in his contracts that he can't kiss uh, actresses I, out of respect for his so. marriage? Really? I think so. Him and him and Sam Jackson. Is that true? Yeah, I think so. Do you think? Wow. Is is the Rock attractive, or is he too? Is he almost too much? Like, I get he's this like very handsome guy, but he he, I mean, he's so buff and so strong looking. I, I mean, think, maybe this is good. I don't I know. I think when your eyes are drawn to the veins, it's like too far. Mm. But, you know, mm. I, I think a lot of people wouldn't mind um, saddling up. With a roll them. in the hay. Yeah, you're right. What am I talking about? Of course. Maybe, maybe that a few people wouldn't mind getting creative with some walls with the rock. You know what I mean? Oh, oh yes. Rock, you a keep breaking A little bit of, little bit of mask wall. play. <laughs> um, you know what would be funny? <laughs> Mike. If the rock, uh, gentle with the wall, rock, rock, you've ruined three walls. This <laughs> the rock would just week. bust through the wall like the Kool Aid guy. <laughs> That'd be a good Kool Aid commercial, right? People are uh, having safe coronavirus sex up against the wall, and suddenly Kool Aid Man bursts through the wall, and uh, and the guy is so surprised that he just ejaculates. Immediately, and then <laughs> cut to everyone enjoying a glass of Kool Aid. I'm, I'm sure a stand-up hey. has covered this at a shitty open mic. But what kind of glass is that Kool Aid jug made out of? You know what I mean? Busting through walls. Oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah. What is it made out of? The space What's... shuttle? I what mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Unobtainium. Avatar. Also, I'm just going to throw out there that New York Times article also should have suggested 69ing. No, um, faces totally far apart. Right. Yeah. But then, just, but just there's a problem with there. 69ing. And it's <laughs> not. It's not fun. <laughs> James, you should write a an irate, uh, snippy letter to the editor, like, "Dear sirs, <laughs> couldn't help but notice in your 
uh, article about safe sex during the coronavirus epidemic that you seem to neglect one of the classic uh, sex moves of all time. <laughs> of course, I'm talking about 69ing. <laughs> My wife and I enjoy a 69 every week. Let me tell you, there's nothing funny about 69ing. And we're both healthy as oxes. Did either of you see Ben Shapiro's sister, Abby, singing uh, Star Spangled Banner at a recent, uh, some sort of convention? Uh, beautiful voice. Beautiful voice. Oh very God. operatic. So um, she doesn't sound like him, really... then? No, 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 no. Couldn't be, couldn't be more different. Because he's got a beautiful uh, voice as well, but I wouldn't call it operatic. I call no, it he's more got like a deep, I call it more like bassy, yeah, like like <laughs> yeah. pop bass kind of voice, like a baritone, but in a, in the pop music genre. He's like Barry, the white Barry Barry White is what I've heard him uh, call it. <laughs> That's right, yeah. But and his sister yeah, Abby, James Earl Jones. You should see Actually, Ben Shapiro heard, slap a bass. I heard that it's in wild. the new, um, they're going to do another three Star Wars, and James Earl Jones is too expensive, so they might hire. Ben Shapiro to do the Darth Vader voice. I heard. Imagine a fast-talking, uh, fact-based Darth Vader. <laughs> yeah, just a little guy. Facts That'd be great. don't care about your feelings. <laughs> I love my wife. That'd be great. Mm. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm not listening to. <sighs> I'm not listening to rap and hip hop. I'm actually listening to Bach. <laughs> Um, and I would, lo- I would love to hear Darth Vader and I'm... Ben Shapiro's little laugh where it's like <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad I saved my virginity until marriage <laughs> Luke I will debate you <laughs> in, the, in the world where Ben Shapiro is the voice of Darth Vader who will be Emperor Palpatine hmm Who's huh. the who's the mentor for? Is it uh, maybe it could be like George Soros? You know, because they're you know they obviously they're oh. opposite opposite ends of the spectrum in terms of ideology. But maybe Star Wars is the kind of thing that can bring some people together. I don't know. I'm too optimistic. I know. Or Soros is probably Obi Wan Kenobi. Right. Right. So maybe it's like Ross Perot can be Emperor Palpatine. Or Charles Who would be Chewbacca? <gasps> what about Newt Gingrich? <laughs> Newt Gingrich. <laughs> as Chewbacca? <laughs> no, as Palpatine, but sure, Chewbacca too. Oh. <laughs> Newt Gingrich as Chewbacca made me laugh. Uh. <laughs> and Chewbacca has like fine white hair, like Newt Gingrich's hair. <laughs> With a part in the middle of his head. Like an old boy, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're having yeah, we're having Yoda? some fun, yeah. Oh, interesting. Um, who would it be? Michael Moore. Michael Moore is Yoda. <laughs> That's right. Yoda wearing a little baseball cap and uh, you know, you know, uh, a plaid shirt, talking about Flint, yeah. Michigan. This is not going to be a traditionalist Star Wars film. It's one of those like. It's one of the like, uh, take the original know. idea and run in your own direction kind of things. Yeah. Hey, who do you think would be good if they made an all Canadian uh, version of Star Wars where all of the famous characters were played by Canadian actors? 
Um, I think I think Bob and Doug would be a pretty good R two D two C three PO combo. That you nailed that. Um, well, Red Green would be uh, Obi Wan because of the beard. Yes. How about if, I got it? Use a force. Uh, <sighs> you know, if you want. Red green, and he's already he's already he could always you know fix up things on the ship when they mm. you know were on the fritz. Fix your lightsaber. Yeah, the thing wasn't working quite well, so I got new <laughs> batteries for it. Um, this one I think this one might be obvious, but I'll say it. Um, pop star singer Alessia Cara as Ray. Yes. Wow. Obviously, everyone's been thinking, thinking that. Yeah. Yeah. How about? Uh, Dan Levy as Babu Frick. <laughs> Remember Babu Frick from the lat from oh, the yeah. most recent He's a treasure. Star Wars movie? He's a treasure. That's what yeah. I call my son, my little Babu Frick. You're my little Babu Frick. That's what I say to <laughs> my son. And you just does your son go, Thank you, father. My son my son keeps saying, Daddy, what's a pod race? When you're older, I say. <laughs> <laughs> when you're older. Oh, what if... Uh, what would if, be the Jawas? If, hmm. I don't know, you know but those I think, little guys with the hoods and the red eyes? I think Oh, the ki- Fraggles! Oh, that's good. Fraggles. Oh, and as Luke Skywalker, none other than Canadian music legend, Burton Cummings. Oh, excellent. Hmm. Excellent. I think, um... Uh, not to get too controversial, but what you know, I know Ben Mulrooney has some free time. Maybe he could play Qui Gon Jin. Liam Neeson have that Liam Neeson gravitas. Yeah, that's what I mean. Someone who you respect. Yes. Also, now you know, his father was Miguel prime is... minister. Hello. <laughs> yeah, mm. and as you said, now that he's he's got some free time, it would be nice of Ben to finally. You know, take the plunge, do the thing everyone's always been telling him his whole life. Go to Hollywood and break into acting. Take a run at Qui-Gon Jinn. Yeah. <laughs> that would be pretty that would be pretty yeah. sweet. That would be cool. I'm sure he could do it. He's got a great chin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great Qui-Gon body. chin. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't know if you guys caught that. I said Qui-Gon Chin. Oh, that's good, Miguel. Yeah, sorry. I just thought that Baird repeating uh, just came to me. Sorry, what were you asking me, Michael? Well, it seems like uh, we should wrap this up because uh, we're experiencing more and more tech problems. So let's uh, quit while the going is good. But um, yeah, thanks again, Miguel, for showing up on the show. Thanks, Miguel. Thank you, guys. You're the you're the best, and I hope you guys figure out how to get along sometime soon. We'll try. We, we Not gonna happen. <laughs> oh, say does that star spangled This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. 
Sonar! On June 9th, you find yourself in an attic, wine cellar, waiting room for a clinic, trapped in an enclosed private garden, sitting in a small two-door car, completely submerged in water. The room is back. I'm Shannon LaHaye, host of Escape Capade. There's a symbol above each Oh, I see. I understand. Which one? What is this one like the rock on hand? I invite two comedians to come onto my show and describe to them in great detail a room that they're trapped in. Dude, look look at this wine. Perfect. That's all we need. I'm getting drunk. What's that thing where they put the food on to to make it hot? Haven't a clue. They hear it for the first time live during recording, and the rest is improvised. Can I take the wall hanging down? I'll go. Um, right, let's leave the message together. Okay. Let me uh, clean my glasses. Oh, come on. Actually, now. So it's six, seven so far. I'm going to just try eight. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what the, the risk of that is yet. Let's just try eight. Sure. A whole new season of Escape Capade begins on June 9th. Did that make sense? What I like, I to me it did because I'm your sister. On Sonar or wherever you get your podcasts. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. 